Thanks, Graham. Well, good morning. Today we are uh, talking about serving. And uh, if you remember rightly, we have been um, looking at the key values of our church. And two weeks ago, Chris talked about welcome. And last week, Hannah talked about generosity. But this week, we're looking at serving. And I think you'll find it's actually quite a, um, a similar thread that runs through welcome, generosity, and serving. I hope you like the really hard way, I, the technical way I got the welcome, generosity on that skew-wiffy bit. Now, that took a lot of effort to get that there. In fact, not at all. I couldn't get it to go straight. But my tech skills are so bad. But I'm learning. Anyway, so we think about serving. I wonder what sort of picture serving might um, put into your mind. Perhaps it's serving food, like the, the last picture with a, you know, a knife and fork. Or maybe if you're very holy, you might think of this picture of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Or it may make you feel like this guy, totally depressed. Oh my goodness, here we are, going on again. Bad as money, bad as, you know, giving everything away. Totally depressed, what more can you ask me to do? Or maybe you feel more like the next person, an angel. Of course, I do everything that I possibly could be. I can't do anything more. I'll just sit here and go to sleep. Well, perhaps I don't even need to be here at all. So no matter what you feel, you could feel like the picture that I didn't put on there. Um, and I suppose it's where I feel, and that is passionate. I feel passionate about serving because it brings so many opportunities. But we'll be exploring that as the talk goes on. So serving can be very tricky to talk about because it just feels that everybody wants another bit of us, don't they? At home, at work, at church, in our schools, where we spend our free time, our hobbies. There just isn't enough time to do everything. So where do we start? I think the best place to start is Jesus. So in our reading today, and I must admit, if, we had been in a church, if we'd been in church, I don't know, probably 20 years ago, we would definitely have been singing Where's Ali? Um, Servant King, wouldn't be uh, Graham Kendrick's song, Servant King. And it still, is, you know, it, it still rings true today. But Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And then um, in verse 26, it says, Whoever wants to be great amongst you must be your servant. So Jesus, who was the ultimate leader, he could have got everybody to have done all the menial work. Um, he could have just done all the upfront stuff. And yet he went about as a servant. He engaged with people at their level, whether they were rich or poor. And he used every opportunity to serve as well as to teach. Therefore, he must have felt really frustrated when this mum and the two disciples came to him um, basically wanting to be the two most important people next to him. He must have thought, you know, they really, really haven't got it, have they? Because if they had got it, if they understood, they wouldn't have wanted to be sitting next to him. They would have wanted, in a way, to be sitting the furthest away so that they could be emulating Jesus and ministering, doing what he does, doing his work in the furthest away part so that as many people could meet with Jesus um, and, and know God as much as possible. But Jesus didn't serve or lead all the time. He also knew when to take a break. 
And he knew he had to take time out to restore and to refresh himself so that he didn't get burnout. And Luke 5, verse 16 says, he often withdrew to lonely places to pray. He had to stop and refuel. He couldn't give out all the time. And there were other times when he chose not to serve, but to teach and to lead, in the case of uh, the story of of Mary and Martha. And in that time, he actually stopped uh, Martha, wanted to stop Martha serving so that she could just listen. So serving has lots of different sort of lines to that. So what is serving? Last week, Hannah said you know, that Chris and I have got a passion for enabling and empowering people to reach their potential. And that is, I think, what serving is. We want to see people um, enabled and empowered to reach their potential, to see leaders raised up and used by God. And it's not just about wanting to see leaders. We want to see everyone reach their potential so that the kingdom of God can be advanced. And we want to give lots of opportunities to serve. And serve comes from doing the, uh, the invisible jobs to doing the visible jobs. And it isn't just about stuff that we do in church. It's about what we do elsewhere. Because we believe as a church, it isn't about just what we do here. It's about what we do out there. And we want as a church to support each one of us in the other things that we're doing outside of our Sunday mornings or the times that we spend in church. So we want to uh, encourage and support people in their hobbies, in their, um, in their school life, in their work life, in their home life. It's not just about taking everyone away and um, being so full of church that you have no other uh, contacts with other people. Now, I don't know if you um, uh, have seen, but the Church of England have just recently bought out uh, a new app called um, Everyday Reflections. And it's followed on from the Christmas, uh, um, the Advent talks that they were doing. And, you know, I'm not a great, I shouldn't say this, Church of England fan, but it is brilliant. It is really, really good. And I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Um, it's, a daily, it's a very short daily app thing, or you can get it on an email. And it has a little bit of a Bible, t- a Bible reading and then a reflection. But it also has a little video clip. And I'm a visual person, so I love that. Um, So I just wanted to show you the very first clip that they showed. And it's all about um, how God uses people in the situations they're in. So enabling us to serve God where we are. And this is about an apprentice hairdresser and how she serves God in her workplace. The one about Victoria's Secret. What difference does being a Christian bring in our daily lives? in the everyday things we do at home, school, or work. For Victoria, an apprentice hairdresser in a busy salon, this everyday faith question is around washing hair. What difference does being a Christian make to the way you might apply conditioner? The difference is that Victoria prays. She prays as she massages in the conditioner around things clients might have said or simply to ask for God's blessing. And it's as short as that. You know, Victoria doesn't have the most salubrious of jobs, does she? Um, but God is using her. She can serve those people. And she will probably, probably never know the results of the prayers that she's prayed over their heads. And 
know, we may not all be apprentice hairdressers, but wherever we are, we can take that, um, that theme and do exactly the same as she was doing. So what about St. Matt's? What about serving at St. Matt's? I guess we could all think of things that we could do at St. Matt's. Um, but I want today just to focus perhaps on the less popular areas or the more invisible areas of serving so that we can just perhaps start to look at what opportunities we have in those areas to extend God's kingdom. And I've, I've put a list up there, and you may disagree with me. You may think that they're all really popular um, places to serve, or you may be thinking of other ones that I've missed, and I know I have, I have missed out on some. Um, but, you know, things like cleaning. I mean, who wants to clean their own home, yet alone come and clean a huge, massive church? Um, and, no, I won't, I won't read read them all out to you but you can read them yourselves what i do believe though is all of these areas of service have got common links common themes that run through it they all bring with them opportunities to serve because in all of these areas we can serve people by praying for the people that we're coming into contact with so even if you're doing a job where you're not actually uh, coming into contact with people perhaps you're setting up for a group or maybe you're doing the cleaning when the church is, is empty what you can be doing is praying for the people that you that will be using the things that you're doing so maybe if you're cleaning the church you could be thinking about where people sit or the next activity that's going to be happening or for the um if you're preparing for the next group you're, you're praying for those people those leaders and those children or adults that are coming in by serving in these areas, you're enabling others to carry on, carry on their ministry. You may not want to be doing children's work, but you may be able to prepare the room so that that room is prepared for them to come in. You may be making it clean so that they can come in and make a mess. You may not be doing face-to-face -face stuff, but you know your job, your role is just as important as the person that's doing the upfront stuff. You know, with... Um, stacking chairs after the 10 o'clock the 10 o'clock service that is so key because without those chairs being rearranged when people come in for five o'clock they wouldn't be feeling welcome they wouldn't have the tea made ready you know that the table's ready for them they wouldn't have the chairs put nicely for them so by each person doing something they're enabling that next team to be able to do um do their job but also, we're partnering with others. So we may not be doing it, but we're serving alongside. We're in the background, enabling that to happen. So we're partnering with the, with the wider church. So even things like driving, helping people get to, to church, driving them here is transport. We're enabling others to actually receive from Christ. We're playing our part. And, um, and partnering with Christ, with welcoming on the welcome team, and just being there to enable people to come and meet with Jesus in a safe and, and caring environment. And hopefully, by being part of a team and by serving, people will start making friendships and start connecting and start being part, feeling part of our church and belonging. That may be that some of these things you, know, you, you can't do. Um, if you asked me to do the garden, then, you know, you would really not be very, very... Well, you'd have a garden full of weeds probably because I'd pick all the flowers thinking there were weeds and leave all the weeds. But, you know, what I could do and can do is pick up the litter. So even the jobs that we think we can't do, sometimes there are things that we can actually do that's different. And as um, I was talking to Daniel yesterday, and he said to me, he, he said, um, 
actually, you know, I, we had some uh, lighters that belonged to my, my parents, and we were saying to him, no, did he, would he like these lighters? And he said, oh, yeah, I'm always looking for lighters to, to light candles, I might say, so he tells me. Um, and he said, yeah, because you know, I usually I just pick up the lighters after church. I go around clearing up, and I pick up lighters <laughs> that are left on the floor. So, so I know one of the benefits of serving can be you can maybe not here pick up lighters, but any, any sort of leftover um, things that are there. Anyway, where should we serve? And I think the first thing that we say is serving is all about grace. It's not about law. It's not about alts. So many talks I've been to where guilt has been heaped onto people in that you must do certain things. You've got to do things this way. You've all got to take a turn at doing that. Yes, obviously, we do need people to do things. But service is not a life sentence. Often service is about a season. And just because you offer to do it doesn't mean to say you will be doing it for the next 25 years. And of course, we've got lots and lots of opportunities to serve at church, in our homes, with our families, in our work. And God can use us, just like with with Victoria, God can use us in all those areas. And our job is just to discern what it is and where he wants us to be. And sometimes God will call us out of our comfort zone. So we may think, you know, like me, I'm not, I'm not a gardener. Um, but there may be, you may feel, actually, you know, you do need to go and do some gardening, Carol. Um, so that <laughs> oh, dear. Would you really want me to do some gardening? No, you wouldn't want me to do some gardening. <laughs> but, you know, Chris may not be able to get me to do gardening, but other people might be able to get. Now, as I said, I can pick up litter. I can do that. And I can prune, but as long as I'm told exactly what I'm meant to prune. <laughs> Otherwise, it might be your best roses that get killed. But sometimes God does call us to come out of our comfort zone. And God enables us to step up and actually to do that. And it may be that he may call us perhaps to do children's work, and you might think, oh, I could never stand in front of a group of children. But it could be that you could serve the drinks, or you could set the room up, or you could help take the room down. So there are just, we often sort of think of children's work, it's it's running a group, but actually there are other things around that that we can do. And then there's also seasons when um, we actually have to step back, don't we? And we have to take time to receive. And that's absolutely fine as well. There's times when you know, our family life is just so crazy. Work life is crazy. Our health may not be as we want it to be. And there's no way that we ever want to put guilt. And certainly the church in the past has put a lot of pressure on families. And we really don't want to do that. Having said that, we have a lot of families. So if all the families didn't do anything, we would be a bit of a pickle. There's also, I think, particularly thinking of times when you do have small children there are times when we take on invisible roles or when we do things that other people don't see say like the the cleaning polishing of the brass and things like that all things that are done that no one probably ever even notices although i hope they do and there are times like that when we can feel very overlooked and in a way a bit annoyed and a bit frustrated that no one knows what we're doing or they make the mess when we've made it nice and clean And I want to just say that God knows what you're doing. God knows your needs. And he knows your skills. And although you may be feeling put upon and frustrated, God knows your calling. And just allow him to meet with you and where you are and to look for the opportunities to use your gifts in the areas where he's placed you. 
And I remember the time, especially with young children, you know, you're in the creche all the time, or if you're not in the creche, you shouldn't be in the creche, you're in the creche because the child's crying. It's a really hard time. Um, but just to remember that God's appointed you and wants to use you and will bring you through and will use those opportunities. And this is a real training ground for you. Last term, we, um, we looked at the book, Emotionally, I can never say it, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, and you may remember this, walk, this picture that uh, Chris shared when he was talking about hitting the wall. And it's very interesting if you look at just before where the wall comes. So you've become a Christian, you're really excited, you're, you're like a sponge, you're absorbing everything. Um, and then you want to give it all away and you get to that serving at stage three. You're serving really full on and then you get burnt out you hit the wall and from that wall you can go in in various ways but often people can sort of lose their way very sadly and so we need to be very mindful that when we serve we aren't burning ourselves out jesus had to take times out to refresh so do we so be very mindful yes of course we want to do lots of things we want to serve jesus but we also have to take a check of ourselves and whether we are actively serving or not actually we all are actively serving because we all have a part to play and that part is by saying thank you by playing our part by clearing up after ourselves not just leaving it for others or taking others for granted now um, Sandra and I were have done once the park run although I might add we didn't run <laughs> Sandra and I did uh, the park walk. So we said we would go and we would do the park walk at Tombridge. So because it was our first time, they, they, they gather you together and they give you a little pep talk. And at the end, they say, you know, all the marshals around are, um, are all volunteers. Please, would you make sure that you say thank you to all the marshals? So great. Really good they're doing that. So anyway, Sandra and I were, we didn't amble. We did walk fast. But as we were walking fast, all the runners were coming back the other way. And they were all passing us. And, um, and they kept saying, thanks, Marshall. Thanks, Marshall. Thanks, Marshall. And I was looking around thinking, I can't see any Marshall. And then we realized that I stupidly <laughs> had worn this high-vis jacket. Because <laughs> I thought I didn't want to get too hot. You know, it's nice and cool. And anyway, um, and of course, we were towards the end. We actually, we did come in 10th from last. <laughs> but we, they all thought we were the marshals picking up all the, the, the waste and strays. But it did make me realize they really did say thank you such a lot. And we can really learn from that, can't we? How often do we say thank you for people that give us our tea and coffee, for clean the church, for do our children's work and our youth work? We really do need to, to be mindful of that. So coming to land then, what is God saying to us, to you, to me about serving? Yes, I have got a list here and I can give you a list of all the areas you could serve, all the people you can contact, um, of where you can participate. But actually this talk isn't about getting jobs filled. It's about what's at our heart. Our heart is of service. And we want to see our communities, our families, our work, our church transformed. And we want to do that in partnership with Jesus. And so just as we end, I have no idea how long I've been, um, but I just want us to take some time just to look at these questions and to prayerfully consider 
what God is saying to you. To ask, first of all, where are you serving? Within your family, within your home, within your work, in church, or maybe elsewhere. Is this where God still wants you to be serving? Hopefully he still wants you to be serving in your home and your family. But um, it may be that things have moved on. Slightly things your children may have grown up. You may be better health. Things maybe have changed, but you've perhaps got stuck where you were. And maybe it's time to consider, is God calling me to something different, to a a new area? Or maybe it's time to actually step back and to prevent that burnout from happening and to reflect and refuel. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would speak to us now.